Welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Nia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hello, busy mamas. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Today, I have a guest named Linda Rothy on the podcast, and let me just tell you a little bit about her. So first of all, we met in person a couple years ago, um, and whenever I feel like whenever I'm at an entrepreneurial event, like all the food health related people always sort of find each other. <laughs> um, but I recently refound her online. We're friends on Facebook and she was posting some stuff that really interested me. So I was so excited to reconnect um, and have her here. So she is dedicated to helping moms rediscover their whole selves through healthy eating and mindful thinking. She's the mom of three, which I can't wait to hear about, professional educator, entrepreneur, and the founder of Detox for Moms where she's building a community of moms who are living intentionally, establishing healthy boundaries, and opening themselves up to receive the life of health, happiness, and love they've always wanted. Above all, Linda is as real as they come. No frills, no lace, nothing fake, just a mom with a little bit of attitude, a love of corny jokes, and immeasurable admiration for moms like you. So this is true because I got pulled into her world via her videos, which she posts on Facebook, which she can tell us about later. So welcome, (laughs) Linda, to the show. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mia. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I'm excited. So let's just get to know you a little bit. So you have three kids. Will you tell us how old they are? I do. I have a 10-year-old daughter, a 7-year-old, no, sorry, 8-year-old. I have another 8-year-old daughter, and I have a 5-year-old son. And they are fun, fun fun-loving, and keep me busy. (laughs) Totally. So we're, and I have the Ten, I'm not see mine all just turned too. So I have a ten year old and a eight year old, but then I have the my son is thirteen. Oh, see, so there like, you go. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and you live in Texas. Um, I do. <laughs> and have you always been healthy? Like, has this always been part of your story? Oh no. <laughs> all right, well, take us back. Okay, what did it used so. To look like? <laughs> I I mean it's almost embarrassing, but it's just. I mean, I was a diehard junk food junkie, you know, my, my weakness was happy hour. I don't drink alcohol, but it was like the happy hour bar food, you know, so wings and mozzarella sticks and jalapeno poppers and tons of ranch dressing. I'm probably making somebody hungry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So that was, I mean, I was a junk food junkie and bags of chips and nachos. I wasn't so much of the sweet person. I was more of the salty, savory fried food. And I think that has to do with like the Texas State Fair and everything (laughs) there is fried. So, um, you know, let's batter another hot dog and a corn dog and triple batter it and put Oreo cookies and deep fry it, you know? Oh my God. You know, that's that's just... I'm actually from New Orleans, so I totally relate to the fried thing. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So that was up until two years ago. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. Not two years ago. Total reformation transformation over here. So amazing. Yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> so um and yeah, what, I just, what made what made you made the make the change? Um, you know, it's funny because you know, when I when my uh ten year old daughter was born, mm-hmm. you know, motherhood was just such an amazing experience for me. Um and I know that's not for everyone, right? And I did have my bouts of postpartum depression, but that actually didn't come till my third child. Mm-hmm. So with my first baby, um, I was just enamored and in love, and I wanted to do everything right. And, you know, I made her baby food. I, you know, I just did everything hands-on, you know? And slowly after, you know, the more kids I had, the more time passed, the more uh, busy I got, right? The busier we get with schedules and school and things mm-hmm. like that. And slowly I realized that, for example, one day, two years ago, this is a true story. This is what happened. <clears throat> I wake up and I can barely get out of bed to fix my kids dinner or their lunch, excuse me, to pick, fix their, fix their lunch for school. Um, I could barely get out of bed to fix my daughter's hair. Um, just sluggish, tired, lethargic. Um, mm. You know, my day, I didn't feel like I could rock my day until 10 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And and 10 o'clock in the morning comes and I'm ready to go. And then by 11, like around 1230 or 1, I crash, you know, and I mm-hmm. have to take a nap. And 3 o'clock would come and I'd pick up my kids and I'd have another crash. And I just mm-hmm. didn't understand. I was ornery, moody rude to my kids, rude to my husband. And, you know, I was talking to my friends about it and they're like, well, maybe you should get your thyroid checked because, you know, I'm getting older and, um, all my friends, you know, in my circle were all getting their thyroids checked. So I went ahead and went to my family doctor and got my thyroid checked and did a whole panel of, you know, blood work and everything that they do. And, everything was normal. I was expecting to be on Synthroid or whatever other medical protocol they were going to ask me to be on. Yeah. Totally shocked and floored. Yeah. So you, asked, in that moment, you actually kind of want them to say what's wrong, right? Right. Yeah. Totally. Because I'm like, what's, um, like, this is, I did not wake up and become this mother overnight. Like, I didn't start off that way, but somehow this particular day, I was like, how did I end up in this position? How did I end up as this mommy monster? Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize myself anymore. Right. Yep. And, um, and I was thinking, gosh, if this is what motherhood is like, like count me out for the next 10 years, because I'm not going to make it, yep. you know, um, how am I going to have the energy to continue raising my kids the way I want to do to, to raise them and the expectations I have for myself because it just was not working. Yep. And, um, my college friend, uh, who actually currently lives in, uh, Washington state, she mm-hmm. called me and she's like, Hey, do you want to do a detox with me? And <laughs> I thought she was crazy. Exactly. That was like, my exact reaction. I'm like, you are nuts sister. And I was like, I eat food. Because for me, detox was like a four-letter word. You just yeah. don't say it around me, right? I yeah. eat food. Like, yeah. detox, I'm going to soon drink water and juice and pass out. No thanks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, she and, and um, a bunch of little of her friends, you know, just all over the country, she was just 
texting everybody. It's like, let's try this detox. Let's just try doing it and support each other. And, um, I was going to throw in the towel on day one. (laughs) Yeah. So what happened was I didn't know if that's what I wanted to do, but I knew that I felt like crap and I put it out there to the universe and I was like, I need a sign to know whether I'm supposed to take a deto- do this detox or not. Cause I'm not about to spend $150 on a juicer. Cause yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to juice. Yeah. Is that what it was? Was it a juice detox? It, well, it incorporated juicing, yep. but it wasn't a sole juice detox. Got it. So it was like juicing and going raw till four and mm-hmm. then eating a, a wholesome meal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walked into like the discount retailer. Have you heard of Aldi? Mm-hmm. It's a, okay. So I walk into Aldi cause it, it had just opened in the area and I thought I'd check it out. And lo and behold, there's a slow juicer. Mm-hmm. And it's not $150, it's not $250, it's 60 bucks. Wow. And I'm like, dang it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I told myself, if it's less than $100, I will buy a juicer. And yeah. I knew juicers weren't going to be less than $100, and this juicer was. was. So I was like, okay, there's my sign, yeah. I guess I'll go for it. And that was the beginning of a new journey for me. That Very was it. Very cool. So, I- what were you doing before that? I mean, you were a mom. Were you just full time mom at that moment? Yeah, full time mom and full time soccer mom driving the gray Honda minivan. Right, you Got can't it. get any more cliche than that. So, um, and serving in my church and wow, and yeah. So that was it. You know, P- you know, you're in the PTO. You're serving at school. I was literally coaching little, you know, soccer for my son and. Yep. You know, just the typical volunteer stuff that moms kind of get roped into. And so, so, and did you feel, what happened then when you did the detox? Did you feel um, immediately good? Like, what was that part like? No, I I felt horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part nobody ever tells you. <laughs> no, of course not. You know, the first week was like, my body's kind of screaming at me. Yeah. And detoxing, yeah, right? Right. It's like, what are you doing? Are you nuts? And I was like, I think so. Um, you know, and you get tired and, and you got to drink water and things, but I'll never forget what happened in week three yep. for me. And um, I'm going to start crying. My, um, I picked up my kids from school and um, we came home and, you know, do the after school thing, like, put away their book bags, get out their folders, put away their lunch boxes. And I was fixing a snack for them after school. And we were just having a good time after school. It wasn't stressful. We weren't yelling at, you know, I wasn't yelling at anybody. I wasn't barking commands or anything. And, and my 10-year-old says to me, she says, Mom, I've never seen you so happy. Mm. You have so much energy and you're just fun. Oh, I love and, that. Yeah, and that was that was the epiphany for me. Yeah. That, um, what I was doing wasn't just for myself, but it was ultimately for my kids. And that's the reason I had started it. Right. Because I needed to put this mommy monster to sleep. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so that's really, that was the epiphany for me. And I actually, posted it online and went on Facebook. And then all of a sudden my circle of friends, my local circle was like, 
we went in on this too. And I, and I said, yeah. I'm founded like, well, okay. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's kind of how everything started. That's so okay. cool. And then there's yeah. kind of no looking back because I had that same ex similar experience. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. How it is amazing. And I love the part, especially, and I love always everyone to hear this, that part that in that moment, you couldn't take care of anybody besides yourself. Like there was literally no taking care of your kids, right? Because you were exhausted. But just that act of deeply taking care of yourself, like impacts everybody around you is just as much as it impacts you. Absolutely. Because um, I feel like we're always telling that selfish story. Mm -hmm. um. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> so let's dive in a little bit to sort of the journey, because actually it's funny, you, d you divide your stuff similarly to how I divide um, a lot of my teaching as well. Oh, cool. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about intention, because that's actually a word that I use. So tell, tell us a little bit about that the notion of setting an intention and starting all of this with intention, which I think is what you do at the beginning of your detoxes as well, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. So in, in the program, <clears throat> excuse me, in the full offering, because I have different offerings, but in the full offering, we really dive into the mindset. Mm -hmm. um, we're going through a physical transformation, but um, most of all, it's a spiritual transformation so that you can carry this with you. So the first, you know, the first thing we address is intentions, like why you're coming to this detox or coming on this detox journey. You know, why are you coming to the table with these concerns? What do you hope to accomplish with this? Um, because when, when the times get hard and when you have hard days, which happen, mm -hmm. um, whether it's a detox or even in just everyday life, um, you have to go back to the reasons you're doing these things. So like whether, you know, and it's not just with a detox or a program, it's whatever goal you're setting for yourself, yep. right? If you're running a marathon or a half you're, and you're puking at the end of your five mile run and trying to get on pace, you have to come back and say, okay, I'm running this half for this reason, or I'm running a, a full marathon for this reason. So that's really where we talk about intentions and, and goal setting, um, and the importance of it so that you can really get to the core of your heart and your mind so that you can go out and, and accomplish it and tap and tackle what you, you know, yeah, it's, I feel like it's really hard to make, um, it's hard to make decisions without that. It's hard to make good decisions about food without that intention piece of it. So like going back to your detox, when you did your detox, what was kind of your next, how did you bridge that into your life when you were done with that? experiment with your friend? So yeah, I'm glad you asked that because for like how, you know, it was hard because by the, by the end of our group, I didn't know what to do with myself. Right. right. I just knew that I didn't want to go back mm -hmm. to how I was just 30 days before. Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't know. I'm, I mean, Mia, I'm, I'm sure I was like that for years but I had no idea how I got there. You know, right. it was this gradual decline of the mother I had once been and, and was definitely, I was not on the trajectory of being the mother that I wanted to be. Right. Right. And so I did write down what my daughter said to me on week three and, and it stuck with me and it still sticks with me because that's my driving force, you mm -hmm. know, um, 
to be conscious about what I'm doing, how I'm feeding my kids, how I'm feeding myself and, and not, not depriving my kids or depriving me, Mm -hmm. but really, um, really like being intentional and nourishing our body and soul with the food that we bring into our, our family. Right. And, and that, um, and sure we have treats. Am I detoxing all the time? No, you know, um, I still have to live and my children need to live and experience things. And, you know, I, I'm okay with that, you know, but as far as nourishing my, my, our family's soul and Mm -hmm. our family's love, I can show that to them with the foods that I bring to the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and, and food is such a big part of my culture too. Like, uh, that's how my mother always showed love to us and my Mm -hmm. family. And I do the same thing. So, so did you always know how to cook? It's just, you ended up out. Like, did you always have that in your back pocket? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because a lot of people ask me that I'm not, a Le Cordon Bleu graduate. Okay. <laughs> I am not, you know, in my white chef's coat or anything. Yeah. Um, but my mother, okay, my father used he loves documentaries and C SPAN. Okay? okay. And so he'd come home late from work and I'd want to watch the afternoon cartoons and he'd just want to watch C SPAN. Right. <laughs> I was just like so exciting. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, come on, I just want to watch cartoons. So my mom would grab me and she'd sit me on the kitchen counter. Yep. And she'd give me something to play with, like whether, you know, some food item. I don't know if she's making pizza dough or if she was making tortillas or if she's, you know, I was always playing with her in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, and it wasn't like this bad thing. I just, it was great. I loved it. I enjoyed it. My mother never used recipes. Mm-hmm. I don't cook with recipes, and so having to build recipes is kind of a little bit intimidating for me. But I have the <laughs> same I've... problem. <laughs> yeah, like, I've oh, actually stopped I making that. recipes. I just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I somehow just came out with a book, but that's besides the point. Like, I don't think that's my that's that's not the part. The part I like is helping people not build recipes, actually. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and just schedule it. time. Yeah, yeah. That part's hard. I love it. Yeah. So I think it just comes, you know, the more time you spend in the kitchen and I'm not trying to be like sexist or gen, you know, gender roles or anything, but for anybody, anything takes, takes practice. Yeah. Right. And start learning and it's ultimately chemistry. So totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like baking, um, which I don't actually do much of, but, um, so, okay. So, so you got to that point, you made you made the switch and then, so what, keep going with that story of, cause then I got on a tangent about how your mom, but, um, did you, so, so how did, so what did you do next? Like what, what did your diet look like after the detox? So did the you... interesting, oh, go ahead. Yep. No, go. No, the interesting thing is I just, um, I continued with it for a while. Okay. You know, I felt so good that I didn't want to stop. And, um, but I, I will have to tell you about two weeks after the detox, we had a soccer game and my, that my husband and I were both coaching and my husband, he makes the most amazing buttermilk pancakes. <laughs> and I'm telling you, and I have to tell you that they are amazing because I don't like pancakes. 
Got it. But I love his pancakes. Okay. So he has made me a pancake lover, only of his pancakes, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, so this particular morning, he's like, I made pancakes. And I sat there like, oh, man, mm. I haven't had it, you know. So here's, here's, here was my breakfast menu. I'll never forget it. Um, and it's total sugar overload. And if you're into juicing, you kind of know this is a sugary juice. It was like an apple and carrot juice, mm-hmm. right, which I haven't had and, and I hadn't had in forever. So I made an apple and carrot and ginger juice and then these pancakes. Mm-hmm. So we eat. We get our stuff ready. We take off to the soccer fields. I'm coaching, and I cannot stand the sound of my voice because my head is pounding. Mm. It's just, I mean, I don't think I had had a headache like that in forever. And I sat there, and I was like, I can't even hear myself talk. I can't. My head hurts so bad. And um, I had an, I had to ask my husband to come in and coach because I just felt miserable. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's when I realized I was like, it's either the sugar, it's either the gluten, it's, you know, cause you slowly introduce things, right? Yep. You introduce the gluten. Are you sensitive to the gluten? Or, and then if you don't react, then you introduce the dairy on top of the gluten and see how your body reacts to that, you know? And, and, um, so I, I hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really did hurt. And so I realized then and there that, it really was the food that was making me feel horrible. Yeah. You know, I didn't need to go and I'm not saying no one needs thyroid medication or needs mm-hmm. any of that, but what I was experiencing, it, I, I really needed to feed my body the way it craved the, you know, it, the way it needed to be fed. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was my body literally screaming at me. Even though I'm screaming at the kids on the soccer field, my brain's like, stop. You're just killing yourself because of what you just did, you know? Yeah. And so, so, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, so what, what, what in the end did you find was like the, the things that you couldn't have back in? Was, was gluten one of them? Yeah. You know, I, I still have some every mm-hmm. now and then. Um, but obviously if I have a pancake, I'll eat like one or a half of one, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I can tolerate it, but I always, I always feel bad afterwards, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so that's minimal for us. In fact, we eat a lot of other grains in our house, um, mm-hmm. instead. And, um, the dairy, I don't, not so much because genetically, um, so I'm half Korean mm-hmm. and Koreans genetically have a predisposition to be lactose intolerant. Yep. So we don't have, my kids do have dairy, you know, um, and we do a lot of the raw cheeses and things if we Uh do. Um, and the, but yeah, so gluten is a big trigger for me. Um, dairy, I have to be careful of, and that's pretty much the main culprits. And obviously your processed sugars, right. But right. Well, and in the Korean tradition, except for the soy sauce part, there's not so much gluten either, right? Like in the... In the diet. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now if you were to go, if you were to go to Seoul now, there's tons of bakeries and they're obviously super delicious. Um, But in fact, I've transitioned from soy sauce to 
um, amino acids or yep. uh, or tamari and things like that. And the taste is just as great, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I go home to visit my family, we, I, you know, I don't impose our eating <laughs> restrictions there, right? So, <laughs> yeah, we use tamari. Yeah, we use tamari, and it's right, fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. cool. And then, and so, when you started all this, you were in this whole um, bar food m- m- like mentality was the rest of your family also I mean I'm assuming that they were too because you were eating yeah. together so how did how did the transition how did that transition look like for you well like, okay. was everybody on board because of your happiness like was it a slow <laughs> <Yeah>. thing <laughs> well I'm that's really interesting you say that because I had never bought a spaghetti squash in my life until the detox I didn't even know <laughs> I was like, what is this, you know? Yeah. And it, it wasn't like we were unhealthy eaters. I just had major cravings for junk food, you know? Mm-hmm. And and we ate healthily, or so I thought, right? And veggies and salads and, you know, but everything was so meat-based. Because yeah. not only is Korean the Korean diet very meat-heavy, but the Mexican diet is too. Yeah. And my other half is Mexican, right? So got I've got two carnivorous, you know, backgrounds, right? But and so, so such good food. Yeah, like such really delicious. Really good food traditions. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Um, so I brought a spaghetti squash home and um, I was like, well, let's just try to eat this like spaghetti with sauce or whatever. And I cook the spaghetti squash and well, actually the first time I had it, I put like um, some grass with butter and pumpkin spi- pumpkin pie spice on it. And I didn't even get a taste. I maybe got a forkful and my kids ate it right up. Mm. And I don't know if it was the novelty of, well, mom's eating it. So obviously her food is better than mine or, you know, cause kids always want what they don't have. Right. Yeah. And, um, they ate me out of squash and home that night. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So, and they love the green juices now. Um, in fact, I have a morning sunshine juice that they ask every for every morning and they just love it. You know, they fight for it. <laughs> so, so they, they've, they've transitioned well. They, um, I don't think they realize what hit them. I guess it was just this gradual thing. Yeah. Right. And so I, you know, the more, um, modifications I made for myself, you know, it slowly transitioned into the kids too. Now, do they still have their toast and yes, you know, and, and all those things. Cause you know, my husband needs those things as well. And yep. I'm not going to tell him no. And they eat peanut butter and honey sandwiches or, you know, whatever. And yep. so that's just, that's where we are, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they kind of like the post that you saw of the, the little lunch I made for my kids. Mm-hmm. It, I, I'm, their lunches have always looked like that, actually. Yep. And I just decided to post it that day, and I couldn't believe the reaction I got. I really mm-hmm. was a, a little bit gobsmacked that people were like, your kids eat that? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Why wouldn't they eat it? You right. The, the rice and the snap peas and the, you know, chicken breast, and I don't I, I was confused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. The lunch thing is kind of crazy. I feel like even people who are healthy themselves a lot of times I feel like it's almost like out of sight out of mind Mm -hmm. like 
if they're not there, then it's okay that they're having what is, whatever's at school. Right. <laughs> but right. I don't know, for me, the brain fog lift was so huge. Right. Um, like that part was like amazing. Um, that I'm like, it really affects how they'll be at school, you know? Exactly. Like, so why would I make that harder for them? Cause exactly. you know, I actually had a hard time in school and I will never know if it was because of the, of the food. You know what I mean? Wow. Like mm -hmm. I was just having gluten when I wasn't supposed to. Wow. Um, but so what was I going to ask? Um, the okay so so school so i love and the school lunch that you you put up was was awesome and that was i loved that it got so much i love when things like that get attention <laughs> so um okay so we've talked a little bit we've definitely talked about your story we've talked about intention so let's talk a little bit about can we talk a little bit about to-do lists and mm -hmm. how they get so long. <laughs> and I know that you, in part of your detox, like that's kind of the, the second thing you do, right? Like you start right. off with intention and mindset and then you go into sort of setting more boundaries. So let's talk, that's, that's actually my, where my interest really lies is in helping people clear, clear the space. Cause there's so much going on in our lives that sometimes it's, that's what makes it hard to do all this. Like, I feel like it sometimes has less to do with the cooking and more to yes. do with just okay. taking so time. If, that's exactly right. Because if you detox your to-do list or if you want to think about computers, clear the cache because you have so many windows open, yep. then you'd have time to cook. Yeah. I mean, it's you know... Okay, so I live in Tiny Town, Texas, and that's not the name of my town. I just call it Tiny Town, Texas. <laughs> People ask, is that really the name of your town? No, it's not. But I live in, I mean, rural West Texas where it takes three hours to get to the nearest city, yep. okay, or even Costco, and um, which is my favorite store, by the way. Anyway, um, and I'm not getting paid for, to say that. So, <laughs> um, that's beside the point. So, I bef we just moved here seven months ago or eight months ago, and we moved from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is a huge, huge metropolis. It's, I mean, it's just huge. Yep. And like I said, I mean, all of my kids were in something. I had a son in gymnastics. I had my daughters in ballet, and so everybody was playing soccer. Um, they're you, in, and you guys were coaching it. <laughs> I top. was coaching it, right. And then we had violin for the girls, and we had piano for the girls. I mean, we were packed to the hilt with activities yep. because that's what you do. Yep. It, it is. That's just what you do. And, and I, I can't not have my kids in that. And, oh, wait, there's also student council and there's, you know, this, that, and the other and church obligations. And, the, you know, it was just, it was too much, you yep. know, and I didn't realize it was too much until we moved out here where now we're just, kind of staring at the four walls and each other. And now we're playing games yeah, and board games. And now, um, you know, I was trying to get my daughter in Girl Scouts, my eight-year-old. And last week, literally last week, she says, to, I said, hey, we have Girl Scouts. She's like, yeah, have you paid the dues yet? And, <laughs> and I was like, no, I haven't. She goes, well, good, because I'm not going. And I look at her and I'm like, well, come on, let's go to Girl Scouts and you meet girls your age and we're move we move to a new town. It would be good. She's like, no, I've got enough on my plate and I'm happy with what I've got. Okay. Out of the mouth of babes, right? Mia? Yeah. Because she just literally put me in my place. Yeah. And 
obviously my kids have scheduled, have detoxed their own schedules because there's not, you know, there are opportunities here, but not as much as back in the city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I can't, I couldn't argue with her and I wasn't going to, Yeah. you know, she knew her limits. She knew her boundaries and she placed them and she respected them. And therefore I respected them too. Right. As her mother. And, um, it's just learning how to say no Yeah. and say, no, I won't bring cupcakes to this raffle. No, I won't, um, decorate the hallway for the fall carnival at school. And I have to be there from seven in the morning till 10 at night. You know, it's just, no, the answer is no. Yeah. It's It's amazing what we do. Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden we wonder why we can't prep food for the week, but it's like, it takes time as much as we want it to be five minute meals. And, you know, and I do things so simply, but it still takes a second of time to make scoot, you know, food from scratch. Um, and you sort of have to get honest about that, you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We talk in our somewhere and it was before actually the food when we had kids, I've always been the entrepreneur, so I've always had somewhat of a flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband is definitely the corporate guy. So he, or not really, he's in academia, but he always would work, you know, out the hours you're supposed to work in a week. And, right. um, you know, so the weekends for him were that time, like that he could like breathe. And so before kids, like we were you know, we would sleep in, like, it was just so freeing. And so when we had kids, and all of a sudden, those things, they just sort of like creep in, (laughs) you know, like, totally, it's like a birthday party. And then like, oh, at two, are you supposed to be doing soccer? Like, you know, you just just don't like it doesn't quite, you know, you you know, you just sort of go with the flow because you're new at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at some point, we looked at each other, and we're like, you know what, like, we don't, you can't even know if your child is going to like soccer too. And there's no proof that I, there's actually more proof that it does like that you don't need it at age two than you, that you do need it at age two, you know? So it's like, right. what if our weekends were just clear, you know? And mm-hmm. and that, yes, you could say yes to, you know, going to a museum one weekend or going to friends, but like there was nothing, like none of those repeating activities, exactly. um, and so it was years, you know, eventually, you know, my kids got older and then they wanted to, you know, I feel like at around 10 or 11, like they would ask for stuff, but we would seriously, like we still seriously consider <laughs> anything that takes place on the weekends. It's so true. I'm so glad you said that because out here in West Texas, the geography is amazing. You, I mean, we have mountains in Texas and Canyonlands and, and people don't believe that about us, but we're in West Texas and, um, we, we specifically did not sign the girls up for, or even our son up for baseball softball season this spring because we want to go explore. Cool. You know, we want to go camping. We want to go hiking. We want to explore because the spring is such a nice time here mm-hmm. before it gets too hot. But we literally made an intention that we weren't going to do anything. And honestly, plus we didn't even bring it up. So <laughs> <laughs> totally. So maybe we just kind of skirted that issue before yep. it came an issue. So. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. It's fun. And I, I am very familiar actually with West Texas because in September I did drive across the whole country and back with three kids and Texas oh, wow. takes up a lot of space. <laughs> I was like, you guys, we're almost out of Texas. <laughs> Two days later. <laughs> I know, right? It took a long time. 
<laughs> it was a long one. Um, okay, so... All right, so setting boundaries, I love that strategy. And then do you want to talk a little bit and then we'll wrap up on um, just what happens. I loved what you said, like as you were like going through of how like the first week you really have to set an intention to sort of pull you through. And then the second week you really need to set some boundaries and, you know, detox that to-do list. And then that made, that sort of made space for the third week having this sort of spiritual awakening. Um in that detox process. Do you want to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Week three is my favorite week actually. Um, because you've detoxed your, your to-do list, you've cleared your cash, right? You've closed Mm -hmm. all those windows and, um, you're literally clearing out your physical vessel, right? Your body, Mm -hmm. um, your mind and your heart are ready to receive. And that's what I call your spiritual awareness, whether your spiritual, um, whether you believe in the universe, whether you believe in a God or God, right, or whatever it is that you believe in, um, whether it's energy or anything like that, you are ready to receive inspiration and um, awareness and um, basically what the universe has in, in store for you. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're more able to listen to yourself and to um, follow your heart and to um, basically have the courage to go do that, yeah. right? And, and that's, that's what I love. I love hearing and seeing the, the change there in the clients that come through the program because it's just, it's just so empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, to see it in action and to, and, and they're empowered and, and they're just filled with love, life and energy as woo woo and hippie as that sounds, it's true, you know? Um, and unless you experience it, you have, there's no way, there's no other way of knowing it. Yeah, no, I always say it was like, um, I felt like on that, and it's funny because really I had a very similar experience that when I started all this and, and, uh, then that you, then you explain and um i always tell people that it was kind of like because a lot of people want to not attach it so much to the food um and but i always say that like that detox process was literally like 10 years of therapy because, right. like in 2 weeks like mm-hmm. because things just lifted mm-hmm. that were totally had to do with the food and had nothing you know what i mean like cuz mm-hmm. you're just you're brain isn't it your whole mind and soul is in a whole different place um after you've gone through that process and you just feel connected to this earth in a a different way and I was never like that like that was never part of my language or anything but at some point I had to figure out how to explain it to people (laughs) it's it's so true yeah it's crazy it's it's totally true so I I like to think of it and I think there's some TED talk and also some scientific proven things, you know, you have your neurons, right, in your brain and, and all over your body and you're part of your central nervous system. And and you have these um, terminals, you know, where synapses fire, where neurons communicate with the other. And they basically get gunky and, and filthy, mm-hmm. right? And so a detox comes in and think of it like exfoliation. And you're not physically exfoliating your neurons, but, you know, the detox comes in and you're getting rid of all this gunk and, and, and 
junk and on your terminals and you're basically exfoliating and sloughing off yeah. all of that from your terminals. So then they're able to fire more rapidly and more clearly. And so you, your mind, you know, this brain fog that you and I are talking about, it's real and you can reverse it, right? Mm. With, with doing this detox of what, whichever detox you choose to do or getting rid of these inflammatory foods or whatever. Yeah. And that's what's lifting that brain fog. It's, it's, you're literally sloughing off the yuckiness from these terminals so that they can fire faster. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So, it, it is, it's so amazing. And so I, I definitely think everyone should try it some, yeah. somehow, somewhere. Um, so was weight part of your thing? It wasn't, right? No, Did that, so th and so that I've, doesn't uh, shift at all. That like, because you've always been little, right? I mean, so that didn't shift with this whole detox proce process. Well, I, I did. So weight was never a part of my program, like weight loss or anything. Mm -hmm. I It's just kind of a positive side effect. Okay. As, you know, I don't want, um, this is, my husband argues with me all the time. He's like, this is a weight loss program. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not a weight loss program. In fact, that's an added bonus. Um because I never did it for a weight issue. Like I'm, I'm a petite person. Um, I'm five four, and I don't know. I'm not going to tell you my weight because I don't want anyway. But I'm not. <laughs> but I'm but it didn't cause you pounds. to lose a bunch right. of weight, right? No, like it didn't cause me to lose a bunch of weight. In fact, well, the first week I did get nervous because I did drop quite a few pounds, mm -hmm. and I said I was like, hey, if I'm on a trajectory to lose the same amount of weight my first week, like if I say lose the same amount of week in weeks two, three, and four, I'm going to be like below hundred pounds and I don't need to be that, you know, cause yeah. I'm into, I was into weightlifting and exercising and I'm, I, I love, I love to work out. And so I was like, I can't, that's not healthy for me yeah. and my body type. And they're like, no, it'll, but honestly I stabilized, you know, you reach a, you reach a threshold and you just kind of but really what's happening is you're just getting rid of your, it's like an oil change, right? Yeah. I, so you're, you're, you're giving yourself an oil change and you're cleaning yourself out. And so that was where I was losing my, my extra poundage, I guess. Yeah. No, it's interesting because, well, because a lot of times I think if weight isn't an issue, like I actually tell people that I think the weight part was a blessing for me. Because right. for me, my tipping point was three kids and I had gained 80 pounds in my pregnancy and hadn't lost them. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was that was like, you know, a day of 10 cups of coffee and these 85 pounds. And I was like, OK, I need to do something. And so that's when I jumped in. But but I always say that was a blessing because if I didn't mm -hmm. have that, I don't know. But I, I needed it no matter what. And the weight really did melt away. Like, I just feel like your body does what it needs to do in that situation. Um, whether it needs to hold weight or let go of weight. Um, but no matter what, it's doing everything to your insides. Right. And, and your body is engineered to heal itself. And, yeah. you know, it's, there's, there's a reason that scabs heal and, um, you know, it can regenerate itself. And you, when you eat well, you'll, you'll live better. Yeah. You know? Um, so a lot of things can be prevented. Um, and some things can be reversed even by the yeah. foods you eat. And yeah. so that's really powerful. Yeah. It's crazy. All yeah. right. So tell everyone how they can get a hold of you. 
Okay, so you can find me um, at www.detox4moms.com, and that's the number four. You can also find me on my Facebook page, and that's also called detox4moms.com, and that's the number four. And I'm also on Instagram um, cool. at detox4moms.com. All right, and, and we'll so put you, those in the show notes too so that okay. the spelling is right. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so so everyone can go look you up there. And you, I think you have a detox coming up at the time that this airs. So people can go check that out. Um, and then this is the question that I end with for everybody. So I get to end it with you. And it's funny, it's been a day of recording today and I haven't forewarned anyone of this question. <laughs> okay. um, but I know you can handle it. Um, so... Um, tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you and it could have been because of the food or the company or some aha you had while sitting at the table. Okay. Um, gosh, there's so many, right? Um, but I guess the one meal that really changed my life to, that led me to where I am now and sitting with you and talking with you is, um, it was day one of the first detox I did. Okay. Okay. And I juiced that morning, and it sucked. And I had a, I don't know what I had for lunch, some something raw that sucked. And then, um, I mean, I'm being totally honest, because that yeah. day one, I was like, what am I doing? This is this is ridiculous. I, I can't do this. Yeah. And then it was dinner time. By dinner time, I was like, forget it, screw it, I'm going to Taco Bell. <laughs> I was like, I am not doing this. We have piano, we have this, we have soccer tonight, and I have no idea what I'm going to make for dinner that's raw or warm or whatever. Or yeah, like, I, fits I'm the so rules. Yeah, yeah, forget it. I'm, yeah. Just, I'm tired. I can't make these decisions. My mind is totally spent. And um, I was, I mean, I was ready. I could taste the tacos. Like, I'm running to Taco Bell. It's just down the street. I'm going. And I was like, no. I can't do it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it, Mia, because I did. I had already baked some sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. okay, be honest. But did sweet potatoes sound appetizing? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> right? Now, obviously, like, my detox plan is not just salad and sweet potatoes. It's a yeah. lot more. It's yeah. a lot tastier than that. <laughs> but the, I had no idea what I was doing, right? So I was like, yeah. oh, I can have sweet potatoes. Sure, fine, I'll have that with some butter, right? How much butter can I have? You know, that's yeah. what I have stick. Anyway, so I decided to stick with it and I cut myself up a a baked potato and I, like I said, I put pumpkin spice. I just love it. Right. So I just decided to put some of that on there and a little, little pad of, um, grass fed butter or Kerrygold or whatever I had. And I cannot even tell you how amazing that sweet potato was for me and how much that changed my life Mm. because I, as I was eating it, right, the warmth of the sweet potato, I could literally feel it from the moment it hit my, my, my mouth, right. The whole digestive process that you learn in health, right. It started with my taste buds and I could feel the warmth go all the way down my throat, down my esophagus. And I could even feel the warmth in my belly. Mm. Right. And I was like, this is amazing because I had nothing but raw food earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So, so all of a sudden I was feeling the warmth of this sweet potato, but it was more, so much more symbolic for me than mm-hmm. just a warm sweet potato. It was like, 
it's kind of like when you have a hug from your mother or somebody places a comforter around your shoulders, right? I was feeling literally nourished from the inside out. Like I felt alive Mm. by the food I was eating. And I had never experienced anything like that. I I had always been for granted like warm foods and hot food. You just eat and drink and, you know, oh, I want warm soup. So you eat it, but you just don't even think about it, right? And I I don't know. I had this aha moment right then and there, like you say. Um, It's like, is this is a this is my comfort this is a literally comforting food that is awakening my body and i can feel it from the inside out and so that as something as simple as a warm baked sweet potato right um changed my life <laughs> i love that oh that's yeah. a good story um so thank you thank you for this whole episode we went long but it was so full of um things that everyone can take away so I love it so thanks it'll be fun thank you so much you're welcome so busy mamas I will see you on the next episode of the plan simple meals podcast bye for now thanks so much for tuning in to the plan simple meals podcast if you like what you heard the biggest compliments you can give us is to share plan simple meals with a friend and subscribe rate and review our podcast at itunes I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.